Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So the Rays lost 3-2 to two in the final game of their series against the Mets. They end up with a 4-6 and six record on the road trip. Longest one of the season. They lose series to open against the Orioles and then to close against the Mets and split against the New York Yankees. So on the on the whole, if you look at the macro, right, which is their record is still tremendous. They're 20 games over 500. You're certainly not disappointed, even at, even with a four and six road trip. However, however, as Stephen A. would say, there are some warning signs flashing red here, and it's all about, and we have talked about this in the past, but boy, has it come true. It's about the bullpen. And it's not about the game that they lost necessarily on Thursday, but the one they lost on Wednesday night. And for that matter, when, you, when you're when you averaging close to, to seven runs a game or at seven runs a game, and you went and lost a couple games where you scored seven, eight runs, that can't happen to this franchise. This franchise has always been about pitching, always been about defense. We'll get into the starting rotation, which I think has been pretty solid throughout the year. But let me just read you these names, Steve Versnick, and and we know who they are, right? A, a lot of these guys had you know great years a year ago, starting with Jason Adam, who was you know pretty much lights out. Um, but when I look down, you know the list, especially in the bullpen, I see you know Jalen Beeks, who who's pitched well of late, but sort of up and down, coming off an injury himself. Uh, Jake Diekman, really? Um, Fairbanks, we know, has had he's he's their their closer. He's their 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 power arm guy. But the problem with the with the fingers and whatnot, I don't know what to classify Josh Fleming, an opener, a long innings guy. I don't know. Pitched well of late, but he's Josh Fleming, um, not a power arm for any by any means. Then you have guys like Trevor Kelly, Kevin Kelly, Zach Littell, uh Colin Poche, who has actually got great numbers, but I don't know that you get that feeling when he comes into the game that everything's locked down, and Ryan Thompson. That's not the bullpen that that I think we're used to with the Rays in terms of both experience and especially this, power arms. You know, guys that can come in, and when you get to the 7th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and the depth, I don't think, is there. They're 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 using a lot of guys um, who are coming from other organizations or Rule Five dudes, like you know, guys that just haven't been in those many of those leverage situations. And I think it's starting to catch up to them. I think if there's one area that this team needs to improve, and we're a long way from the trade deadline, uh, and no one's going to consider themselves out of the race at this point, it's got to be the bullpen, Steve. No question about it. Which you know, it's funny. Going into the season, we would have thought well, they're not going to have enough offense. They're going to have Correct. to make a move. You know, they didn't they didn't sign anybody in the offseason. We're going to need to make a move for a bat, left handed bat this season. Yeah, yeah, left handed especially, right? And it's the exact opposite. It's the bullpen that mm-hmm. you know Pete Fairbanks 
Gave up a run for the first time the other night. Devastating run. Yep. It's a three-run home run to Pete Alonzo. And you lose yeah. the game in extra innings. Um, Pete Alonzo. You, you know, Jason Adam has not been the same this season. No. Starting with the World Baseball Classic. Correct. Correct. Um, and then you start going everybody else. I mean, Colin Poche actually may be the best reliever they've had this year so far. And, and he, no one feels comfortable when he no, comes into a game. He gets himself he, into trouble. But he gets out of it most of the he time. He gets out of it. But, you know, and the other thing is, too, there's a stat. I mean, if you look at just his pure numbers, right, like mm-hmm. ERA and and runs against replacements. So the thing about relievers is it's like the one that I look at is what did you do with the runs you inherited, the runners you inherited? And, you know, it doesn't affect your ERA if you come in and there's guys, ducks on the pond, and, and one or two of them score. They're not going on your record. Um, except for runs inherited this court. So I don't have that in front of me, but he's he's given up some runs that haven't been charged to his tab. And and you still don't get like a very comfortable feeling. You're right. He has great stuff. His numbers are fantastic. I think he's a confident pitcher, but you never really feel like, okay, we got this, you know, if you're if you're the Rays. And, you know, as far as uh you know, as far as Jason Adam goes, what I would say is this. Was last year who he is, or was that the outlier? Because he was so good, right, so uncannily good that he's ever been in his career. Can he repeat that? That's that's the test of a major league player, right? Who are you? You know, if you're in the league long enough, you don't have to tell us who you are. The league will tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, now that people have seen him, you know, he's been around the league now for a year. He was He was dominant a year ago. Can he be the same guy? I, I will say, I mean, his you know batting average against is one ninety one. It's great, yeah. No, it's I mean, it's you know, you look at he's given up, he's given up three home runs, which that's the disturbing part. That that's what's hurt him is the home run, mm-hmm. and the home run ball has hurt all of has hurt the Rays really. Mm-hmm. Which it's amazing because they've given up some of the least amount of home runs in the game. <laughs> I know, and the amount that they've hit, they're like two to yeah. one almost on the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, for Jason, I'm one of your high-leverage relievers in 18 innings to giving up three home runs. Yeah, that's that, a that's, lot. That's not what you need out of that, of of Jason Adam in that respect. Not when you're pitching the eighth and ninth inning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, you kind of have to feel for Kevin Cash as you're sitting there trying to manage this bullpen each game. You know, it just feels, it, it feels like there's nobody you can put in there and get swing and miss stuff. And just get out That's of jam. That's what it just doesn't that feel like you've had in the past. You're, you're missing your Nick Andersons and your, you know, mm-hmm. guys where you, you came in and, and you just expect them to blow the ball by the, the hitters. That's the thing. You're missing the power arm. You're missing that guy that's going to come in and throw. Now, you know, they've got one of them for sure. And there are a couple guys, mm-hmm. even even Jason Adam can get it up in the mid 90s. I'm not, look, I'm not saying these guys are throwing softballs up there. Um, but consistently outside of Fairbanks, you know, they used to have, as Kevin Cash would say, a whole stable full of guys that can throw, you know, upper upper 90s to 100 miles an hour. And I, I think that fear factor, I think that intimidation, you know, mm-hmm. where the guy can bust you inside with 100 miles an hour if you're not careful, um, that's, that's what's kind of lacking here. That and just execution. I mean, they've obviously – Left some pitches over the plate. And Pete Alonzo, by the way, man. Jeez, that guy. I mean, if you miss with Pete Alonzo at the plate, you know where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. 
What's he got, like 16, 15, 16 15, home I think, runs? Yeah, I mean, he's leading the majors in home runs. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, and and anything over the plate, two strikes, doesn't matter the count. And he's got a knack, right, for, for the big moment. But mm-hmm. people can be proud of that guy. And he, he's on top of it, he's a great guy. But, yeah, plant high zone. He got him this weekend, mm-hmm. you know. He, he or this week he really that's, did. That's what Fairbanks said. He goes, "Hey, he got me." You know, today he was yeah. a better Pete. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He was Pete and repeat. But um, and then and then not not to be ignored right here is the starting rotation, which has I think for the most part, you know, the Zach Elfins and um, obviously Shane McClanahan and um, but now you're starting to get the injuries right. And so you you need you hope you get Tyler you hope you get Glass now back soon sooner than later and you should he's got one more rehab start to make um but you're using guys you know you you're still like one short right like you're using guys like Jalen Beeks at times um you know they brought up Taj Taj Bradley which I thought he pitched okay apparently when he went down to Durham he didn't pitch as well as he did with the major league team he had a lot of walks um, you could see the control getting away from him early in that game mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, but he's a, he's a, what is he, 22 years old, 23 years old, something like that? He's a young guy, mm-hmm. uh, and it's his first, you know, he's on the shuttle right now between Durham and Tampa Bay, and you need him. Like, you, you absolutely need him to pitch big innings for you, and I think he did. I think he, you know, giving up two runs, he kept them in the game, kept them where they wanted to be. Um, but it's it's rough right now. It's so weird to sit here and go, yeah, it's sort of the pitching you're not really and for that matter, and not for nothing, like the guys may start the all star game. But Shane McClanahan, even though his numbers are sick, and you know, he's only had one really kind of outing that, you know, the tables got turned on him, he still hasn't been in command like he usually is. The walk to, to strikeout ratio, I mean, he's got way too many walks. 24 walks in 50 innings. I mean, that's not that's, that's horrible. Him, like No, that's got a, bad a one, for two, two whip, which that's not, that's that's not, not what your ace should have. No. And, and again, Giving up six the, home runs in 50 innings. Again, you know, and, and, and part of that, quite frankly, and I, I have to go back and look at all six, but the, the point is, is that if you're behind – and you have to, you know, throw a strike pitch, whether no matter what it is, that's when you're going to get hurt in the major leagues, and he has. So it's things are kind of backwards for the Rays, and yet they still have the best record in baseball. You know, they're still 20 games over 500. Oh, by the way, not to be outdone, but what about the Yankees, man? <laughs> Aaron Judge has now hit what six homers in the last six games. Of course, he's getting tipped off by somebody, but. Well, when um, you cheat, I mean, I, I don't. Really. I'm not saying it. I don't know anything, but you know, you it, don't just, know anything. it just doesn't feel right. It just, <laughs> it just feels odd. Come on, man, Aaron Judge. Come on, <laughs> he only had 62 bombs last year. Um, we're not talking about Taylor Walls here. Taylor Walls, come on. But they're starting to get a little toasty, you know, and he's starting. He's starting to carry him, man, and it's. Uh, you know he's done Toronto here for the last last few nights, but yeah, I and and here's the other part of this. And and somebody said I don't know what I was listening to. Maybe it was on the radio or somewhere. Somebody said like, well, 
you know, I wouldn't panic just yet. You know, I think these guys are going to be fine. Um, and and my whole thing is, what year, if not this year, with this team, the way they're hitting the ball? I mean, the Rays' DNA has always been pitching and defense, and then, you know, we saw what happened last year with the scoreless innings and all that. If you're not going to go for it, right, if there was ever a year that feels special, it's this one. And, you know, the problem is every team is still in it. No one's eliminated all of that, right? Maybe Yeah, there's play, no deals to be that. made now. I mean, the pitchers you're getting are the ones that teams have DFA'd. That's exactly and right. You're training, and training, you know, who, cash considerations to claim yeah, the player instead That's how of you get else. Jake Diekman. That's mm-hmm. how you get, you know, guys like that. That's all that's out there. But there will come a time mm-hmm. where a team might de- decide that, okay, we're out of it. About a month from and now. And I don't know what. About a month from now, yeah, mid-June. But Mid-June. And I don't know what the, what the Rays have uh, that they would be willing to part with, either at the major league or the minor league level. But this is the year you do it. Well, it's Curtis Mead, it's uh, Manzaros, yeah. it's it's some of your stud prospects. That's it. That's who they're going to come after. They're going to mm-hmm. want the best of the best that you have. But I'm telling you, if you're ever going to do it, it's going to be this year because this lineup is unrelenting. They, you know, Yandy Diaz is is nursing the groin injury, so he didn't play. They gave Wander Franco the day off until he pinch hit and got a single. Um, but for the most part. You know, when you I mean, what what kind of a road trip did Josh Lowe just have? <laughs> I mean, uh, he was unstoppable. You know, four home runs. I think it was three or four home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a superstar in Randy. You know, have a superstar in Wander. Yandy Diaz went healthy, and he's got the groin thing. Is an all star. Um, Paredes has been lights out of le- of late, and then. I mean, you just go down the lineup. There are zero easy outs. Harold Ramirez, for God's sakes, had to bat lead off the last couple of games or one of the last two games. He's been you can move him around all over the lineup and on the field, and he's he's definitely one of their best hitters and had big games all the all the way through. I mean, I like to follow the other teams' beat writers when they're playing the Rays to see what they say about them. Yeah, I always yeah. you know like to to kind of follow you know obviously I follow the Rays. The you know Mark Topkin and others Topkin yeah you know but you I also like to follow the others and it's it's been amazing this year to see the writers all around the country you know at the beginning of the season the Rays wow what an incredible start but who are they playing you know it, all, all the the narratives we heard and, and they would all say you know hey I mean you, you know what they're doing they're mashing they're doing this but then when the Rays play them whether it's been the Mets the Yankees the you know the Orioles you go name the teams that they've played. Their beat writers, invariably halfway through the series, man, this lineup is relentless. <laughs> man, they come at every batter comes at you. Every, they don't give you up see, anything. You yeah. see every. I saw the Yankees writers. I saw the Mets writers. I saw they all the say, Orioles writers. Yep. They all sit. This lineup just doesn't stop. It's just relentless. Yep. It is. It, it's not as you know. They don't have the Aaron Judge or the Mike Trout, the the biggest name that you'll know. Though Rosarina and Franco, I think, are becoming that. But mm-hmm. top to bottom, they don't give easy outs. They don't give up. They work at bats. They work counts. And it's and, and that's what you see. The writers all say it's relentless. It just mm-hmm. they don't they don't stop coming after you. You know, there's not that easy out. There's not that oh, at the bottom of the order. Okay, here's an easy inning. It, no, no inning is that way against the Rays. I, I'll, anytime Manny Margot is batting ninth, it's a good lineup. And oh, by the way, for for <laughs> or all Jose of those, Siri that, or <laughs> yeah, right. For all of those that panicked about Brandon Lau, he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. 
Um, we said he was going to be okay when we saw him starting to take walks, starting to see the ball better. Uh, had a home run the other day. It's all confidence. It's all a process, you know, and um, that's why you don't. Now, I would have dropped him in the order. I don't think when he was slumping, I'd have batted him, you know, hit him in the top four. Um, but that aside, he's mm-hmm. gotten some big hits for him, especially on this road trip. And you can see him starting to pull himself out of it. But really, he was he's the only one that's had any struggles. I mean, everybody else is pretty much, you know, I guess Manny Margot got up to a little slow start, but pretty much everybody else is is having career years. So, yeah, that, that lineup, it's there. And that's the th- frustrating thing is like, but how many more, like, do you, should they be 25 games over 500? Like, they're tw- like, hey, back off. Like, maybe the expectations are a little high. This was a tough road trip. It's the longest Baltimore's road trip of the team. year. You went to Baltimore mm-hmm. and both New York teams. Yeah. There's no shame going 4-10 and, and ten on that road no. trip. Now, no. did you feel like you could have been 6-4 and four or 7-3? Or, and three? or better. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the season, and one of the reasons you want to get off to the hot start the Rays did is so that you can – Withstand a a long road trip that you finish around five hundred or just under, sure, and, and not sure. have to panic or worry, right? You know, so you went four and six. Now you got a long home stand here at home. You know, now you got to make some of those games back up. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this? Mm-hmm. I think it's a is it a ten game home stand? I think it's a long one. Yeah, I think it's ten games. Yeah, it's and, a ten and game home stand. These are so, hard, these are difficult teams too. You're yeah, playing uh, Milwaukee. I think the Dodgers are coming to town. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, but if you can go seven and three on this road trip, well, you're fine. Or homestand, yeah. I mean, not road trip, homestand. Yeah, yeah. You know. So no, and, they're and fine. You're going to get Tyler Glass now back too, and and you know they're trying to convert Luis Patino to more of a closer or bullpen role in the, in the minors. Mm-hmm. You know that arm may actually work better as a bullpen arm. Quite Could. frankly, the way he's shown as mm-hmm. a starter so far. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so maybe they Upper have some help fastball. on the way that way too. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, you know, John Romano wrote about this earlier in the week, too, is this, you know, if the, if you've learned anything from the lightning across the bay, you know, when you're in that window, when you've Take got advantage. a special team, you got to go mm-hmm. all in. Yeah. And, and it is. It's a special team. And it's a special team, particularly here, when you've been so offensively challenged throughout the years and we began the conversation with last year's postseason when they didn't score at all uh, and, you know, struggled. And they've all taken that to heart, and they've all improved. The approaches are different. And I was listening to an interview, whether it was Kevin Cash or, you know, maybe one of the, the hitting coach or whatever. It was basically like, we're so hot right now that we're not saying anything to anybody. <laughs> like, these guys have the idea of how to execute, and we've all talked about it and what we're going to order approach is. And he goes, we're just leaving them alone because, I mean, really – you, you you know, you can't really do much better than seven, eight runs a game, which is sort of where they've lived pretty much the entire season. So if you get any starting pitching at all, if you get any bullpen help at all, they're going to win three out of four games. That's just kind of the way they're playing right now. Um, but, yeah, long road trip, and, and a lot of these games, four of these games could have gone their way. Um, you know, the extra innings, I mean, you know, they blew a lot of leads. And that, even before this, I thought, and, and it was a contrast in the Orioles series because the Orioles' bullpen is so good. And the Orioles play a lot of close games, haven't been scoring as many runs. But, boy, when you get to the seventh inning, you better have them locked down because you're not just going to get much off that bullpen. And and they have power arms. And I think the Rays are a little different this year. I don't think that they quite you know, have that 
sort of same feeling right now where where you know what roles guys have in the bullpen and and, and how they're going to perform week, you know day in day out so it's been a little bit of a struggle from that standpoint but you'll take the 20 games over 500 come home and have a real long road stand or home stand against a bunch of really great teams so um yeah so it, it was it was opportunity lost a little bit on this road trip but again um i would look to the bullpen and i would say if I'm the Rays, and I know they are, like how can we improve it and what's the earliest we can improve it and then go about the business of doing that. And I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll be, you know, trying to figure out what uh, what currency they can give up to get somebody. So a little Devin White interaction we'll get to here in just a second. But first, I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating and installing solar electric systems in the area for 13 years there's a lot of these fly-by-night companies out there, but I'm telling you, May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and they will customize it to your needs Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so all those folks up there hammering in those solar panels, those are Billy Mays guys, you know who's doing the job. Start saving right now today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar, at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate, lower your electric bill all year long, preserve the quality of those appliances. It's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. So, you know, I've always said this about being a, a, a beat writer um, of any sport or for that matter, you know, cops, police, you name it. But in this business, if, if your job is to follow one entity like mine is for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're as much a fireman as you are anybody else. And what I mean by that is your job is to see where those sparks might, might you know, start to flame up. Um, so you're, So it's not so much you know, the coverage of the team and what, what happens day to day and kind of like, you know, chronicling the story of that. It's more about anticipating where the next flashpoint could be. So we've been very dialed in to Devin White, right? Ever since he, quote unquote, demanded to be traded by the Bucks. Bucks, of course, have been, you know, pretty adamant about we're not trading Devin White. We love Devin White. We love everything about him. We're willing, to, we want to pay him the $11.7 million fifth-year option, and we can't wait to have him back in our building. But there's been no such commitment by White, either on social media or elsewhere, that that's going to happen. And in fact, from my information, he has not attended any of the off-season workouts to date. Now, the first thing that Todd Bowles says, and he's said it many times now, is that, well, you know, these are voluntary. Yeah, they are voluntary. And for some guys like a Devin White, he's not in danger of losing his job to anybody. Um but for the most part, I think players, and they've got like a 90% plus participation rate, they understand that, especially in football, you have to kind of prove yourself every day. And if you allow somebody else to get your rep, even one rep, it, it could wind up costing you in the end. But nonetheless, Devin White, up, up to this point, has been you know pretty adamant about wanting to be traded. And, you know, we had Larry Foote say that, you know, he talked to him and told him he had champagne problems and, you know, come in and get your money and all of that. But this all began sort of with these cryptic, cryptic 
tweets and social media posts by Devin White about, you know, it's been a fast four years and, you know, started making it sound like he wanted out of here. Well, he took to tweeting again <laughs> the other day. And I don't know. I, I I love to jump to conclusions or not, but I like to read these things. And so there was a picture that he tweeted of him and Levante David during a game. And the caption read, thank you, 54. Okay. You know, nice of him to point out what Levante David means to him, or, or is it what he meant to him? Like, this is the thing. In Contextually, there, were, there was none. There was no context to this. It was just, thank you, 54. So that could mean I'm out of here, and thanks for everything you did. It was great being your teammate. Or it could just mean hey, you're a hell of a guy. You know, appreciate you being you. And so, you know, because I read that and, it, you know, his his other cryptic tweets made you realize that he really wanted out of here. So I, I kind of came back to him and when I saw this tweet and I was like, okay, thank you, 54. I was like, for being my teammate, question mark? Like, what are you thanking him for? Thinking he might have more to say and frankly he didn't he just said for being a great brother talk daily life football mindset the list goes on and on love that dude okay and that's what he tweeted back to me and i was like yeah he's easy to love i mean you know levante davis the best and he's really great with young players and been great for for devin white but that was you know that's what he said he meant by it and possibly he did, I suppose. We've got to take him at his word. But then he comes back and he tweets out a, a, a selfie base or a picture of, of himself on the field during a game that I assume he got from the Bucks or somebody. And he tweets back, cowboy on the prowl with a cowboy emoji. <laughs> it's like, are you like a Dallas cowboy? Are you like a country cowboy from Louisiana? What are we talking about here? And I couldn't even expend any energy on that. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to let that one sit and just, I'm not going to try to get on the couch with him and interpret it. Um, but there's some there there with him. Like I, I don't think the Bucks have a, an absolute great feeling that he's going to be with them, you know, during some critical times in the off season when you're installing and doing that. I think their attitude kind of is like, yeah, well, you know, when he comes in, we'll welcome him with open arms and, you know, hopefully he'll be in shape and we'll just move forward because, they really do hold all the cars. There's there's really nothing that Devin can do to force his way out of here. And frankly, they need him. They need him to be the player that he's been, and they need him to be even better so that he can get that that big $100 million contract. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we'll see how that goes with OTAs approaching and whether or not he comes in the offseason at all. It'll be uh, it'll be a continuous story and maybe some interaction between us on Twitter. I don't know. It was weird, unexpected. Uh, we did have some mailback questions we didn't have a chance to get to, so I don't want to leave anybody out. These are still, even though it's past the deadline, they are guaranteed 
correct answers 100% or hello, your money back. So uh, let's have those right now. Well, Jan tweeted. He says, how is James Wilder not in the Bucks' ring of honor? It is an absolute joke. It's a joke. Sounds like, what does Kucherov used to say? You got to be joking. Um, it's a number one BS. <laughs> well, that too. Uh, I don't know if this is number one BS per se. Do I think he deserves it? I guess if I have to think about it, maybe not. It's maybe it's not as automatic as as some people would suggest. And don't get me wrong, James Wilder. Like if you call the role of the great running backs in Bucks history, you're going to get to him pretty pretty quickly, right? Um, but he played at a time when, and he may suffer from this a little bit. The team wasn't very good, and so consequently, like if we're looking sort of at credentials, right? They do this for the Hall of Fame all the time too, is, you know, sort of like, was he a perennial Pro Bowler? Did he win a Super Bowl? Um, you know, was he an all-decade player? And when you look at those names up there, they're not all that, right? I mean, Paul Gruber, I don't think, made the Pro Bowl, but he certainly was Pro Bowl worthy. And he dominated the era that he played. Wilder certainly had, you know, some some unbelievable years, and he was he was a workhorse. I mean, he was that guy that would touch it, you know, forty times a game if, if he could, um, and could do it both running and receiving. So I, I'm, you know, in Bucks history. I don't know, where would you go? You'd, you'd probably say, you know, Mike Allstott is in that ring already. Um, Warwick Dunn deserves it, I think. There's not many guys, and and even with Allstott, as popular as he was, the number one career rushing leader for the Bucks is James Wilder. You know? And he rushed for almost 6,000 yards. So, now, when you break it down... You go, okay, what was his average? 3.8. Eh, it's not great. You know what I mean? He also had 44 fumbles. But on this in this franchise, do I think he's deserving? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's the number one leading rusher. I just don't know, you know, when you look at who's coming up and who's not in there yet, I mean, we'd be naive to think that Tom Brady's not going to be one, if not the next, but one of the next, right? And he's only here three years, but he brought him a Super Bowl and three playoff appearances and two division championships. Well, maybe now that they can bring the creamsicles back for throwback uniforms, (laughs) maybe now they're going to put James That might be the night, right? That might be the time to do it. It's a great point. Like, you're thinking like a marketing guy, Steve. That's what I love about you. Mm -hmm. It's It's all about, you know, marrying things up, and that would be the perfect time to do it. It would be this year, creamsicle night, Bring a guy who actually wore the creamsicle in in James Wilder, and and put him in. I don't know if I'd say it's a joke. I, I I think the further away you played, the harder it is for people to really give you your flowers and and your credit because not many people remember that. But when you say you're number one, and they've been playing football here what forty seven, forty eight years, um, when you say you're number one in something, that should count, right? Because Allstott's up there. Now, he was a world champion, and he played a position, quote-unquote, fullback. <clears throat> it was really 
a, a tailback, but it sometimes was a lead blocker. And, you know, he averaged 3.7, which is just, you know, 0.1 less than than James Water, but he's the second all-time leading rusher because of his longevity. And then you go to work done. And then Doug Martin, and then Cadillac Williams, Michael Pittman, Reggie Cobb. I don't think any of those guys are going to be in the ring of honor. So really, Wilder's it, you know. Um, work done, I think, could be there one day. He's the third all-time leading rusher. So yes, I believe he he deserves to be in there. Would you put him in before Brady? There are guys on this current team that are automatics to me, a bunch of them that have won Super Bowls now. You know, whether it's Mike Evans, um, you know, there's going to be a ton of them off off this this Super Bowl group here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but tell me when Brady's going to retire first. <laughs> well, he has, hasn't he? We Not think? officially. <laughs> well, here's the question. Has filed really paperwork? Can you be a minority owner of the Raiders and play for another team? Uh, can you broadcast? I mean. If you're a minority owner of a team, I mean, I think you can, are the other team are the other that, teams going to let you in the production meetings? Well, that's a different question. I mean, you're probably not going to get you know great access or much information from them for sure. But that doesn't mean that they won't say hello or go play around a golf with you now and then. Um, but I guess I don't, and I don't know the answer. Like, can you own a team and play, or have minority ownership in one team and actually be a player? Period. Or can he be a player for another team? I'm, I'm guessing you can't be an owner and play. I'm guessing the CBA does not allow that. Yeah, I, I don't see how you could because you're literally financially invested in the outcome at that point of another franchise. So why would you want to affect? Now, could he play for the Raiders? Yeah, I think he could. I don't know if the CBA would allow that, to be honest. Really? I think I think if you play Because now team, you're on both sides of the union and the, the ownership. Well, you are, but if you're a player, you're protected with a player agreement. What I'm saying is, though, is that you're on both sides. But of you're it, not so. negotiating, though. Well, but you know what I mean. I, Benefiting. I, I don't know. I mean, I. I All know. I know is this, and I and I got to believe he researched this because I don't think those conversations would have gone very far. He was trying to be both a minority owner and the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins when they got called for tampering. You know, before that, was he trying to be both or just one of them? Just I'll take either one. Just tell me which one well, you I, want. I think he wanted to be a minority owner for sure, mm-hmm. which is what he has now sought and gotten from the Raiders. But I think the offer he made, and I got to assume he researched it, as I understand it, the offer he made was, "I'll do whatever you want. I want to be a minority owner, but if you want me to play quarterback for a year, if you want me to be team president, if you want me to be in the front office, I'm willing to do." But the the key was ownership. And then I'll do whatever else after that that you need me for a season. And and that included playing quarterback. So I kind of believe that if he was offering his services as a quarterback, he could, for that team at least, also have a minority stake. It's not like you're making decisions for the franchise. You're not the managing general partner or anything. Um, you're sort of like anonymous, like Bruce Beal, although your name is Tom Brady. Uh, Bruce Beal is a guy that was a minority owner for the Dolphins that actually – sat on the board of TV 12, and that's the guy he was conversing with when the Dolphins were charged for tampering. So it's it's something we'll have to research. I don't know the answers to it. I would think if he could play – I think it would be very hard for him to play for now, say, the Dolphins, right, if you got a minority. Like, the question is, could he play for the Raiders? And can – first of all, <laughs> I've thought about it. There's two things that, that make me – that's weird about this, right? And Mark Davis is not your normal GM, clearly. 
or owner, I should say, and he's Al's kid and all that. But can you, there's two things that's weird about this. Can you imagine it's Tom Brady, and, and all I can remember is all the times that John Gruden was asked about the tuck rule game and Rod Woodson, all those guys like, Jane's history, man. You got to be kidding me. That was a fumble, okay? I got pictures of it. We know that was a fumble. And here comes the guy who who fumbled, and and they ruled it not a fumble. And then he then he won the game and went and the and the rest is history. If they don't get to the Super Bowl and win it that year, I don't know what Tom Brady's future is. I assume it would have been really really good, but they wouldn't have won that Super Bowl. You know, maybe the Raiders do, who were, who was a terrific team, and the snow and all that stuff affected it. Um, so there's that, and you know, and then just the other thing is, if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, and the best quarterback in the organization is not you, because the guy upstairs is actually better, and everybody knows it, that's a weird position too, you know, and you know, in a year from now, you could be calling games for Fox, or supposed to be. Uh, making comments about your crappy play. I don't know. It's just weird. It's kind of a, the whole thing is, is different. All right. So we'll look forward to uh, the Rays straightening out their bullpen messes as they uh, host the Milwaukee Brewers. That'll be a fun series coming up this weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you then. 